Welcome to Out of Trouble, a podcast for after 10 p.m. <clears throat> Today's episode, JGAF, just give a fuck. Rate, review, subscribe, enjoy. All right, so I have to be honest with you. JGAF does not actually stand for just give a fuck. I mean, it does stand for just give a fuck, but that is not how I came up with it. In fact, I didn't even come up with it. My deranged homeless friend Gary came up with it. It's his theory of how to solve all our mental health problems. It is joy, gratitude, appreciation, and forgiveness. A cure to Russian propaganda, a cure to American propaganda, a cure to media hysteria, a cure to your mind. Just give a fuck. Just give a fuck. Joy, gratitude, appreciation, and forgiveness. Joy, gratitude, appreciation, and forgiveness is a wake-up call from everyone's bullshit. Jay Gaff. Because it gives you the ability to wake up if you choose to. Jay Gaff. Gives you the ability to be sober in the face of the message rather than rageful or terrified or intoxicated. Jay Gaff, Jay Gaffet. Just give a fuck. Just do it. Guess where I am. I am beneath the ruins of the Twin Towers, walking into the entrance of the 9-11 Memorial Museum, and there's words projected on beams, metal beams, and there's voices drifting through the air, and they're talking about that day. (sighs) But I want to talk more about Gary, because... Gary's a lot more interesting than 9-11. 9-11's not even that interesting. I mean, as far as days go, it was a little more interesting than your typical day, but overall, really not even that interesting. <laughs> Gary had his life changed after a group of police officers busted into his house, beat the shit out of him, sexually assaulted him, and planted meth on it. Uh, so really a bunch of methed out whack job assholes with badges and guns. It was a case of mistaken identity. They thought that this man who was missing was in Gary's house, but they had the wrong house and they forced their way into Gary's house anyway. Came to my house and survived because they had badges. Walking deeper and deeper underground. I've 
left the 9-11 Memorial Museum and have walked across the street to the One World Trade Center. It's the new, rebuilt, single twin tower, and I'm going up the elevator to the tippy-top tallest building in the Northern Hemisphere, and the entire wall of the elevator is a TV screen. It's showing us a time-lapse of New York through the ages, and skyscrapers are rising up and falling and being rebuilt over and over and over. Observatory through the doors on your right, where a spectacular 360-degree view of the city awaits directly below you. This is Disneyland. I'm in Disneyland. Some dude's trying to sell me a headset. Everything costs money. Everything costs money. The music, the uniforms, the attitude. I am in. <laughs> You're on the ramp. Please feel free to join us on this side. Quick question, how are we doing today, everybody? Good. Good, very good, awesome. Jim Gartenberg joins us. He was on the 86th floor of, uh, I'm not sure which tower, was it the north or south, Jim? World Trade Center 1, and it's not was. I am here, and I'm stuck right now. A fire door has trapped us, debris has fallen around us, and part of the core of the building is blown out. They got away with using a bogus warrant to plant meth in my house to justify a bogus raid in which I was sexually assaulted while handcuffed at gunpoint. Uh, I would be very formidable if I was really a bad person or if they really drove me to extremes. My rationalization of living outside is that if they choose to find me, they might not be able to find me. So Gary thinks that the governments after him, the American government, the Russian government, all the governments because he created uh, the most dangerous computer viruses known to man, according to him. Um, I do believe that he had the shit kicked out of him by those cops. I mean, I've seen evidence for it. Case files, police reports, emails, phone calls. But what you have to understand about Gary is, is that he thinks everyone's after him. They won't be able to find me here in San Francisco, and I've only been here for four years, and I'm already very, very dug in. Who, who are we talking about? Who's trying to find you? Uh, anyone. Anyone. The truth is that Gary thinks everyone is after him because those cops, for petty revenge, beat him to the point where he has permanent brain damage. He's traumatized. It was just great timing. Our 9-11 moment of silence and bells start tolling. He can't make sense of why these cops did this to him. There's no sense to be made from it. It's senseless. And that's why he thinks everyone's after him. And that's why he's homeless. You mentioned that the one officer might have been fixated on you. I'm still not really quite sure yeah, as to like how or why. Before. Yeah, let's talk about this another day. The week before, this cop had come to his house thinking that someone was missing was inside. Gary didn't let him in. The cop was upset and came back a week later with his buddy cops and they did what they did to him. We'll talk about this another day. We've gone on about two hours after me asking not to talk about this anymore today. And I've been asking and asking because I'm convinced there must be some reason these cops came after him, but there's not. That's it. That was it. So you're in this period right now of healing part of that is keeping from 
lingering beyond the moment like we have been. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, the art of thinking about right now is essential to being sane. Isn't Native American genocide understanding and coming to terms with your past? There's some things that can never be come to terms with because they are so unjust. Slavery. But it's an important part of healing, isn't it? Mm, there's some things that can never be come to terms with because they are unjust. Conquering the Philippines. Recognizing what is possible is an important part of healing. Forgetting is often necessary. Two million Vietnamese civilians killed. How do you practice joy, gratitude, appreciation, and forgiveness with this? Well, you gotta feel the forgiveness right now. 200,000 Iraqi civilians killed. They won't even tell us how many people have been killed in the ongoing drone war. And by the way, when you look up Gary's name online, the second hit is a document stating that he was charged with distributing methamphetamine. And that's the point. That's the practice of it. You trigger the feeling if you're doing it out of habit, bravo. If you think you need it and do it, you do it. Tell me to shut up if this is... Do you forgive that judge? Gary was charged with distributing methamphetamine. The charges against him were dropped after a year-long court case, and Gary filed a countersuit that went on for mm, the better part of 10 years. That got dropped after Gary had a mental breakdown, and we're talking about the judge who was on his case. Do you forgive that judge? Mm, not the practice. It's my obligation to me to give myself permission to feel forgiveness when I think about him for me. It has nothing to do with forgiving him. So there's a difference between actually forgiving someone and, and just the feeling of forgiveness. And the whole point is the feeling. You ask why someone living like I live in my condition should tell people how they live their lives. It's because I still want to live. So I'm outside a bar, we're closing in on 1 a.m. and I'm standing around with Gary and we're chatting it up and he's giving me a little therapy like he likes to do and I'm helping him come up with an acronym for joy, gratitude, appreciation, and forgiveness and say it out loud and I say the letters and I realize... You know what else that stands for? And this is beautiful. I really think this is beautiful. What? Just give a fuck. Ooh. Well now you've got me paying attention. Uh, that's actually extremely beautiful. It's very clever. I like it. Have you ever heard of NGAF? Who? NGAF is, is an acronym for not giving a fuck. So JGAF would be just, just give, give a, a fuck. fuck. Do you see how there might be a little bit of irony in someone in your position being homeless, going through a lot, like telling people how to think and take care of themselves? Well, I think you first have to assess why I'm here. I gave up completely wanting to live. Now, I'm not talking to people about why they should want to live. 
I am talking to people about survival. All I'm looking at is this plane, and it's getting bigger, 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 and I dove under my desk. Which I'm expert at. The plane hits the building, and the bottom wing just slides right through the office. The ceiling caved in, and I can't see, and I can't breathe. I'm trying to get up, realizing I'm covered up to my shoulder in debris, and one way or the other, I will... Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Out of Trouble this week. I'm Nicholas Harder. Please rate me, review me. If you enjoy this, check out the links in the episode description. Thank you.